Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and I am joined today by Nicole and Camille from Charlotte Angels. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us on. Absolutely. So I feel like a lot of foster mamas know about the Angels program, National Angels, or they have, they maybe know about an Angels program in their community, or hopefully they know about one in their community. But I would love for maybe you, Camille, just to tell us about what is Charlotte Angels? What are you guys doing in the community of Charlotte right now? What's the purpose and and the mission of of your program? So that is a wonderful question. Our, our Charlotte Angels um, organization has been around for about, I don't even know, about four years, four or five years now. And what we do is we strive to help foster families with anything that they may need through our Love Box program, as well as our, our mission statement specifically is we're just literally here to make sure that foster families in our community can keep the doors open. You know how it is over half of the foster homes close within the first year. So our goal is to really, like uh, Camille was saying, walk alongside our foster families to help support them in any way they need to keep those homes open. Because what happens then is if they have to close their doors, that means there's another placement and those children are bouncing to another home. And then sometimes another home after that. And that adds to the trauma that adds to just all of the stressors. And so our goal is to keep those homes open. So our programs, Mm -hmm. we have a love box program and um, we have a mentorship program. So our love box program is where we match a volunteer with a family and they're the ones who show up. They commit to showing up any way that family needs it, whether it's showing up with a meal every, you know, once a month, maybe showing up to let, uh, you know, mama get some laundry done, whatever it is that's going to help support them to keep those doors open. That's what we do. Okay. That is literally incredible. And I think I just love that mission in particular. I mean, I talk to a lot of people who work in a lot of amazing ministries and organizations that help foster families and foster youth, but just as a foster mom with foster parenting experience. I'm like, what a glorious idea to just be like, Hey, what do you need? What can support you? Because I feel like for me, it was very difficult in the beginning. I was very used to being the one who would help other people. So to Mm -hmm. ask for help was difficult. So do you find that with families that you serve that it's hard for them to either accept help or ask for it? Or is it just that you guys are saying, here we are, let us help. What can we do for you? And that is how it gets done. I think at first our families are a little hesitant. I think it's natural for a lot of us to not accept help. I know for myself personally, it's really hard to ask for help. So, you know, for them to not accept it, but once they do, it's like, I would say a hundred percent of them will say, I can't believe I didn't allow you guys to do this sooner. I can't believe I didn't accept the help sooner. This has been a life-changing experience and I don't feel as stretched 
to the brim. I don't feel like I am so overwhelmed that I can't, you know, cause you have visitations, you have doctor's appointments, you have school and homework. And then, you know, you have to also get grocery shopping done and laundry and just day-to-day chores, you know, day-to-day things that you need to do. So just helping to take one or two things off of your plate can mean the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love for one of you two to share about the mentorship program because that really piqued my interest too, because not only are you helping with the love boxes and coming around and serving the foster families, which is hugely important and necessary, but you're also providing mentorship to, as I understand it, teens in care. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. It's teens that are between the ages of 15 to 22. And that, that's the critical age because they are about to age out of foster care. So we have mentors that are advocates. They are role models to these children. And they're also there to help them with available resources, such as like how to successfully dress for an interview or how to open a banking account, things like that, that you don't, you know, you may have had that in, in a regular parent-child relationship, but when they age out, they don't know who to really turn to. So this kind of gives them someone, it's an extra resource that gives them someone to kind of depend on to ask those questions. You may be too embarrassed to just ask any, you know, one person, like, how do I go and go about doing that? How do I sign up for an apartment? How do I do things like this? So we are at that, that critical age to kind of just be a, like, auntie or uncle to these um, incredible teenagers who are about ready to do life experience as an adult. Yeah. It also allows them to have a stable relationship and have that consistency from somebody that they can count on. And like Camille said, someone that they can trust and turn to, to help them do things that, you know, you or I might think are just simple tasks that they haven't learned. Yeah. I think that's so important too. And also I wonder, and I wonder if you guys could speak to this, just for someone who's not involved directly in the system and like the judicial system, it's not their caseworker. It's not their, you know, guardian ad litem, but someone who just is in the community, like here, I'm here to help you. How does that change the relationship? Absolutely. It's somebody, I think, you know, kids, we have to understand that kids and teens in in that situation and that are experiencing foster care, look at uh, these other people, the guardian ad litem, the judicial workers, you know, the caseworkers, they look at them a little bit differently than they do somebody that they can talk to openly and that just kind of relationship and that mentor that they can lean on. It's a little less scary. I think it's a little less, they open up a little bit more and with all the other people in their lives, as we can expect, they kind of shut down a little bit. So it gives them somebody that they can count on and actually speak to openly and honestly and, and have a, you know, balanced relationship, which might be the only stable one they really have. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just think that probably is such a gift and a game changer for, for many of them, I'm sure. I'm wondering, because I just, we just, my, our family just closed our home after four years, actually four years ago today, we just, we got our, our baby son. And now four yeah. years later, we're all closed up for now for the time being. But I am always kind of hunting for like, what's next? Because for myself and for most of the foster mamas that I talk to, once you enter into this world of foster care, you're never done. There's always, you can never unsee right. what you've seen and you're always looking for ways to help. So how could someone obviously in the Charlotte area get, get directly involved with your program? Because to me, this sounds like an awesome place to give time and resources when either when you're at any time, really, but anytime, you know, you're looking for another way to help support these, these families and the kids in care. A lot of families that we have who have closed their doors, like, like you have, or who are not accepting new placements will choose to become 
a love box leader, which is our volunteers that are matched with families because they understand firsthand what it's like. They know what that family may be feeling, what they may be needing, where they can uh, support them. So a lot of those families, and, and we encourage people who have fostered and are no longer to maybe volunteer in that, in that capacity or as a mentor. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, I'd be like, I want both. I want to do both of those things. I need to just <laughs> and we would love you to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess there's never a shortage. I mean, there's always a shortage probably of, you know, people who are out there in the field doing the thing. So we're so thankful for, for you both and the work that you're doing um, directly in Charlotte. Hey, Foster Mama. As you probably know, there are some caseworkers who are amazing at providing emotional support. And some are just not. Now, even if you're blessed with an amazing caseworker, they're not likely going to be able to support you emotionally as often as you need them to. That's why it's hugely important to learn the skills necessary to process through your emotions on your foster care journey. And that's exactly what I'm here to help with. My live class, Solutions for Foster Care Stress, is happening January 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss out on this chance to learn the skills you need to lighten the emotional burden of foster care. You can sign up and save your spot today at fearlessfostering.com. So I'm curious to, you know, Charlotte, obviously, is one town in the United States, but, you know, where else, how many other cities are uh, the Angels programs in? And what can we do if we live somewhere where there isn't one yet, but we really are hoping to get one sometime? So I think there's 21 chapters around the United States. They're always growing. There are a lot of, like we have them in, Oh Lord, uh, Nicole, you might want to. I know it's in Salem. <laughs> lots of, I know we have Bakersfield, we have Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia and Texas, um, Idaho, California. I mean, they're all over the country. If you go to nationalangels.org, you can actually see all of the chapters there. Um, and there are new chapters opening up all the time. I mean, we're encouraging people. Somebody reached out recently in our neighboring state wanting to open a chapter there because we don't have one um, in South Carolina yet. So it's just. They're all over the country. Um, We all are such a, it's such a team though. You know, like we talk a lot to our friends in Houston and we talk to a lot of our friends in Seattle. And um, so it really is, we all have the same mission. We all have the same goals and um, bring ideas to the table and things like that. Well, that's great because I am definitely going to be on that website. Like how can I get connected (laughs) and how can I, how can I do, you know, more of what you guys are doing? Because there's just, there's always more work to be done. And again, like you said, the same mission for everyone, whoever, however they're entering into this work of foster care, whether it's a foster parent directly or someone who's on a support or mentorship role, it's so important that we just all do what we can because there's just so much to be done and so many kids and families to serve. That's right. It is. And a lot of programs will focus on the children. And while that's wonderful and that's amazing and it's definitely necessary, you know, very needed, I feel like our programs focusing on the whole family and bringing support to those parents because without them, the home can't be open. And without them, it's just, it's not, it's not possible. So being able to support them is the main goal. And then obviously outside of our programs, we do, it is imperative for us to continue our fundraising efforts and to have our monetary donations. We're always looking for monthly donors. You know, something as as simple as, you know, 25 or $50 can make a huge difference for us to find our uh, caseworker, to be able to vet our families, to be able to match them successfully, because it's really important to us to not just pick a volunteer and pick a family and put them together. We really wanna make sure that that is a long-term relationship that's gonna be successful. 
and that they're going to be matched, you know, in the correct area, maybe in the same area of town, same interests, you know, maybe same church, something like that, so that it is a, a successful relationship. Because our goal is to have them continue in those children, children's lives beyond foster care. Right. Mm, I love that. That is so great. And it's just, I mean, that's where everything good happens, right? Is in the relationships. So just the fact that you're being so intentional about that is really amazing to hear. And so if someone is interested in donating, I know you guys in particular in Charlotte are fundraising for a caseworker, as you mentioned right now, um, where can they go to donate to that? Cause I mean, I am a social worker. I am like always, you know, those funds are so important for the people to be able to have those, those career opportunities to help serve and be in those positions long-term. So where can people come and find a way to help with that particular cause? So that's our website. It's uh, charlotteangels.org for our particular regional chapter. Uh, if you would like to go to nationalangels.org too as well, they can also redirect you to any of the regional chapters that may be close to you if you are not directly in Charlotte, North Carolina. But if you are anywhere in the North Carolina region or very close to Charlotte and you are willing to help, we would gladly take your support. It is charlotteangels.org and it's backslash donate. Or if you just go to our website and want to peruse around, you can learn a lot of information that we're talking about here. And you can also learn about our team. You can join our board. Everything is right on the website. So definitely go check that out. Perfect. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you ladies for all that you're doing and for taking the time to chat with me. I want to make sure too, because I know you're on Instagram, any other social media that you can point us to that we can follow along with the great work that you're doing there in Charlotte. Instagram would be great. You can follow us. uh, Charlotte Angels Nonprofit is ours. Okay. Sounds good. But we'll make sure that we link it up um, and maybe even to the links to donate. So I'd love to see you guys get that caseworker sometime soon. Thanks for being here. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.